You're listening to the 52 Story Series on the Do Life Different podcast by 1128 Community Church in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. 2024 is all about sharing the stories of people who call 1128 their home. You'll hear stories of doubt, hurt, and pain. You'll hear about faith being deconstructed and then reconstructed. You'll hear about answered prayers, meaningful moments with Jesus, and hear about experiences that changed lives forever. If you'd like to connect with 1128, please visit us at 1128community.org or text the word podcast to 414-441-1128. We hope you connect with today's guests. Well, welcome back to a episode of 52 Stories. Today I'm joined with Nick Galzuski. And uh, Nick. Hey, Mike. Thanks oh. for being with me. Hey, thanks for having me. Tell me, uh, not me, I know, but but tell everybody that's listening how you're connected to 1128 here. Yeah, so um, so when, when this church first launched, I saw that this was... Um, uh, going to be opening up in our neighborhood. We live in the Oak Creek area, and I said to my wife, "Hey, let's go. Let's go check them out. Let's go support a new church." And we were kind of in the process of looking for um, a place we could call home. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife, uh, probably about six, seven, eight months into eleven twenty eight's existence, decided she was going to check it out. Yeah, and um, has never left. <laughs> uh, so for so it's been a great thing for our family. Um, we have four kids all together. Our, my eldest son actually goes to um, the original church that we we were going to as a family. Okay, uh, with my with my dad. Yeah. Um, so it's a great bonding time for my and my dad and my son. That's um, Southbrook. Yeah, it's in Southbrook. Franklin. Correct. Yep. And uh, it's just a great bonding time for them, and I just love seeing them being able to connect every Sunday with that. And then. Um, in my line of work, um, I am at a different church almost every week. Yeah, uh, just connecting with other people. I work for a nonprofit in Milwaukee called Basics. Yeah, um, and so I get to go to other churches. But when I don't have something on the schedule, um, this is where I come <laughs> yeah. and and hang out with my buddy Mike. Yeah. Yeah, and we uh, we love the whole family. Yeah, well, they they love you, we love you, and it's just been a, a great connection for us for sure. So I've been asking people, just starting yeah. off the the question with, uh, what what's faith meant to you? Like, if you look as far back as like childhood, earliest yeah. memories, like was faith something that existed? Was it just a an idea? Was it what was it to you at, at the earliest point in in life? Yeah, so. Um, I grew up Catholic. Um, I grew up Catholic. My mom and dad um, made me go to church every Sunday. It was more yeah. like a chore than anything else, yeah. right? It was more of a, I guess, um, a cultural thing. It's just yeah. something that we did. It's not something that we lived, breathed. Um, you know, you go to church on Sunday and you're good, right? Yeah. Uh, punch the clock, punch the time card, <laughs> as yeah. it were, right? Yeah. And so, and so growing up, that's what we did. Um, as I got into my teen years, um, part of the Catholicism education is, uh, when you're 16, you get confirmed in the faith. Yeah. And I didn't want to, but my mom said, if you don't, I'm not signing off on your driver's license. (laughs) 
And so try telling a 16-year-old kid that right. he's not getting his driver's right. license, right? <laughs> so I went through the confirmation classes and got confirmed and um, started to just, you know, I, my dad was a Milwaukee police officer. Okay. So there was uh, a city of Milwaukee residency requirements. Okay. And uh, my parents didn't want to send me to MPS. Um, so they sent us to private school. So mm-hmm. all 12 years through school, K 13 years, if you count kindergarten mm-hmm. through 12th grade, I went to private school, Catholic okay. school, um, and went through a lot of the, the programming and teaching and education through that and started to understand a little bit more about, about church and, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that was really kind of my, my connection to it. Yeah. Um, but again, it was something that, you know, you graduate from high school, you get into college and you stray away from any kind of faith or any kind of like yeah. church. Maybe, you, you know, you explore the, the world a little yeah, bit. more. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe you still go to, you know, uh, church on Christmas Eve, midnight mass. Right. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it's a family tradition and that's what you do. But yeah. or Easter Sunday. And that was about it. That was about the extent of it. And then, um, and then I met this uh, beautiful young lady in in college, uh, and her name is Lucia, who twenty two, almost twenty two years later, is now my wife. Yeah, and um, uh, she is a South American. Uh, she's she's an immigrant from Ecuador, actually. Yeah. And um, uh, when she came to the country and immigrated to the country. Uh, Catholicism is huge in South America. Mm-hmm. It, it's just what you do. It's part of who you are. Yeah. And and so um, it was like her, her last real connection to her culture, hmm. um, knowing that she could go to a very familiar Sunday service yeah. on Sundays, and, and she wanted to remain Catholic. And I said, all right, that's fine. You know, we can... You know, so we got married in the Catholic Church, and our eldest son was baptized in the Catholic Church, and um, and and so, and so that's kind of uh, where our early life um, was as a married couple. Yeah, um, I remember talking to her a lot about the faith because I had twelve years of Catholic education, yeah. right? And so you the knew it all, theology behind it. <laughs> And, you know, we would talk about things and she would totally disagree with certain stances, right? And I'm like, yeah, but that's what the Catholic Church teaches, right? Yeah. That's, that's Catholic Church dogma. Um, and she's like, well, I don't... And, and I'm like, well, why are you Catholic, right? Yeah. Why, why are you Catholic <laughs> if you don't believe this stuff? Right. And, and so um, one thing uh, led to another and... Uh, um, she ended up, I'm going to kind of fast forward through some stuff here, but one thing led to another. And uh, early on in our marriage, we went through after Jack was born, kind of a a rocky point in our relationship. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll be honest with you. There was a time where I didn't think we'd make it through. In Mm. fact, um, uh, we were living in separate places and uh, she was a de facto single mom. And, Mm. um, you know, it was just a real tough, time yeah and i remember her calling me up one day when we were going through this stuff and she said hey i just want to call you and let you know that i committed my life to following jesus (laughs) and i said well 
good for you. You're Catholic. Yeah. You already go to church. What's the big deal? And honestly, the significance of that moment was completely lost on me. Yeah, like, for sure. Okay. I didn't really get it. Um, yeah. When like, we were going through what's it, different, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You already did the things. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. What, what's the difference? And uh, so one day, um, the, the way it turned out was she had a friend that she used to work with at her business together. Um, and he left the organization to become a pastor and start a church in the city that we were living in. Okay. So she reached out to him, just like broken and desperate and like, I don't know where else to turn. Mm-hmm. And they met for a soda at like a cousin's a cousin subway shop. Okay. And in there, in that subway, he he talked to her and, and shared the news of Jesus with her and uh, introduced her to God through the person of Jesus. And... Mm. In that shop, in that moment, she she committed to following Jesus. Yeah. So just like that. Um, and so long story short, spoiler alert, everything yeah. works out fine, right? We, <laughs> yeah, we, almost 23 year, yeah, years yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, everything works out fine. And uh, we moved back down to the Milwaukee area. Yeah. And she we got connected to Southbrook Church, mm-hmm. which is it's a big church. Here in in southern Milwaukee County, yeah. Um, but at the time, they were just meeting in a middle school. There was a church of maybe two hundred people. Yeah. And uh, uh, Lucia would say, "Hey, you want to come to church with me? You want to go to church?" And, no, that's okay, honey. You know, it'll get in the way of my fantasy football line. Yeah. Up, <laughs> right. It'll get in the way of my lying around time. Right. So, um, so I never went, um, but. I thought, you know, there are way worse things that she could be doing as a, right. as a mom than taking my kid to a church. Like, okay. Cool. On the list of things not to do, this didn't make it. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, you know, it's not like she was keeping my kid in the backseat of a car while she was at the corner tavern, you know, yeah. drinking herself into a stupor, right? Right. So there were way worse things that, you know, mom could be doing. Um, and And so... She actually ended up connecting with my dad and saying, hey, you know, Southbrook's got this men's Bible study, and I know my dad was kind of looking for something else to latch on to, right? And so he went to this um, program called, um, oh, what is the name of it? Um, It was not No Regrets, but it was... It wasn't like uh, the one day... Quest for Authentic Manhood. Okay. Yeah, 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 which is... a is that what it was? I don't know. It was one of those men, like family a, men like programs. John Eldridge yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, something. Exactly right. Okay. And so and so, my dad and my wife would, you know, go to church on Sunday with my son. And yeah. I'd sit back and I, I, I spent the rest, like the next two years of my life just saying, well, how can I defunct these guys, right? Yeah. And I just spent time doing research and um, trying to, make fun of them essentially for yeah. doing this nonsense church thing. And yeah. It's just stupid. Um, and, and so the first time I actually went into the church was because my son, uh, who was probably three or four at the time, okay. um, was doing some kids Christmas program or Easter. I don't remember, but he was going to be up front singing a song right. with all the other kids or, you know, whatever. And, right. I was like, well, what kind of dad misses that? So right. 
of course <laughs> I, I stop in and I met the pastor and um, I remember him calling me up saying, hey, let's go grab a cup of coffee. And I'm all skeptical about it. And right. I'm like, okay, what's on the agenda here today, right. sir? And he's like, oh, no agenda. I just want to get to know you a little bit. And he was very sincere about it, about, hey, I'm not going to like try to Bible thump you or hit you over the head with a yeah. Bible or anything like that. Just, hey, your wife comes to our church. I just kind of thought I'd get to know you, um, which was great, which was absolutely fantastic. And I remember um, I was working retail operations at the time. And okay. I was doing an overnight at one of my stores. And um, I was driving home one night from an overnight. I was kind of groggy. They had just done some new road construction and there was a detour. And I got stuck at this light and it was like forever. And I'm like, and I look up and I'm like, well, where the heck am I? Like, <laughs> Like, I should know where I am, but I'm on this weird detour, yeah. and I'm like, isn't that a metaphor for my life right now, mm -hmm. right? And um, I heard it in my head. It wasn't an audible voice, but it was a thought. Yeah. And it said, uh, why do you, why are you fighting what you know to be true? Mm. Right? And yeah. I was like, boom, like mic drop. Like, yeah. <laughs> How do you argue with that? Yeah, right, right, right. And so, and so I became just like absolutely on I, I i said out loud in my car i'm like i'm the one that's wrong right mm -hmm. and i said all right i said god i have no idea what this means i'm not even sure if you're real or if you exist yeah i don't even know what what the implications of this are right yeah um but I'm going to find out and I'm willing to find out. So for the next little bit, I don't know if it's going to be my entire life, but for yeah. the next little bit, I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm going to follow, learn as much about him as I can. Yeah. And, and just, just see what kind of implications that has for the rest of my life. And, yeah. and it was, I'm telling you, man, it was just unbelievable how on fire I became for God. Right. Just reading everything I could. I was, listening to sermons the way people listen to music in their cars, right? <laughs> yeah. I was just reading as much as I could about everything I could about him and um, never looked back. That was probably, gosh, probably 10, 12 years ago at this point. Okay. Yeah. And so so that, I mean, you gave us a good history there. Yeah, a long history, and, right? Yeah, and, and, and I know since then, like, that's continued, right? Yeah. You, you've taken classes now and, and like how did you come to a point of being like i want to take some seminary classes yeah, like that that's funny the, the average person that's you know like hey i want to i want to disprove the existence of god yeah that has this moment and is now taking seminary class like how do you how do you get there how do you get there that's a great question so like i said i was on fire i was just wanting to get as much information as i could and um, started talking to a pastor friend of mine and mm -hmm. he's like, you ever consider that you might be called to do something bigger than what you're doing right now? Yeah. And I said, no, not me. <laughs> that's, that's not my, that's not my wheelhouse. He's like, well, why don't you just, um, so Trinity International, um, which is based just over the Wisconsin, Illinois border, mm -hmm. um, they have visiting professors come up at various churches okay. here in the area and he goes why don't you just audit a class yeah just see what it's all about 
And I audited uh, a year's worth of classes. I did an Old Testament class and a New Testament class. And I was like, I need to know as much about this as I can. Yeah. So I went all in and started pursuing my, my master's degree and ended up uh, five years later taking a semester class at a time. Yeah. Um, my, my master's degree in theology. So that's how I ended up there. And, and then the, the ministry thing. Yeah. Cause yeah. you, you lead a nonprofit now at this point, but, mm-hmm. but there was like internship yeah. and all kinds of stuff in, involved. Like you never saw that coming, right? Like, no, no, no. God, God's done some crazy things that I could never orchestrate. Right. Yeah. Like I have this conversation a lot with people like, I see God working things out, and it's like, oh, yeah, of course. That's the, that's the business you're in, God, right? Yeah. Like, work things out, right? <laughs> um, but I'm still in so much awe of it when it yeah. does happen. Like, nothing I saw coming, nothing I could have orchestrated, and yet there it is. But I think that keeps that kind of uh, humbleness about us, right? Yeah. That, that, that fear of the Lord, if you will, yeah, um, keeps us in check. Yeah. Um, so I w- I ended up going on staff at Southbrook Church for um, what was supposed to be a year, ended up two years, mm-hmm. and then COVID hit. Okay. And uh, that was the end of my residency at Southbrook. But I still had to complete this internship. Okay. And uh, one of the things that I ended up doing was connecting with basics uh, to complete this uh this internship Mm -hmm. that i was doing um and i should back up just a second at the as i mentioned earlier i was in retail operations for a long time yeah well if you've ever worked retail um you know that you have to be uh there nights weekends just all kinds of stupid crazy hours yeah and i was going to this bible study and uh I, i walked into this bible study and uh one of the guys there he used to wear this this gear that called Storage Master. Yeah. I just thought he was just a guy that just, you know, like a just an average employee there. It turns out he owned the company. <laughs> I didn't know that he owned the company for about six or eight months. Really? Yeah. But I walked into there, and I, I, after I found this out, I said, hey, I got a... I got a call from your competition trying to recruit me, and his eyes just bugged out of his head, and he's <laughs> like, what, 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 like, and I told him that I got a recruiting call from another competitor of his. He's like, Nick, if you want a job, you come talk to me. I'll get you a job. Um, so I did. This was a Wednesday morning Bible study. Friday afternoon, I had a job offer. The following <laughs> Monday, I put in my two-week notice, and my yeah. 20-year career in retail was over. But what this allowed me to do was have a set schedule where yeah. I could now start taking classes, right? Yeah. I didn't have to worry about, oh, am I going to you know, am I going to have to be off this day or am I going to have enough time to work on my homework or how's that going to yeah. look? It, it just became a very streamlined schedule. And uh, so anyway, I went through this whole program and uh, got on staff at at Southbrook doing my residency program there. Um, and uh, COVID happened, my residency ended. I still had to complete my internship, caught connected with basics Mm -hmm. who was uh being supported through in part by southbrook um south they had some programs together yeah um i reached out to the directors over there 
And they said, yeah, great, come on over. So I, I, I came over, I did a year-long residency with them. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the, here's the thing that I could never have orchestrated, right? I had just finished all my coursework. All okay. I needed was this residency to be completed. And this was in early May that I completed all the coursework. Yeah. And uh, my boss called me into his office and said, hey, I sold my company. And the new company isn't retaining you. Okay. And I went, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you that know, doesn't fit with what I had yeah, planned. <laughs> yeah. Right. But as a retrospect, as I look back at it, when I needed that job, when I needed that those hours to yeah. be able to allow me to go to school, I had that job. And when school ended, mm-hmm. that job also ended. Yeah. Right. Just not by pure coincidence, yeah. right? Just the timing of that is something that I could never have orchestrated. But it gets crazier than that because um, as I'm meeting with my uh, the people that are running basics at the time, Gary mm-hmm. and Lori Hendrickson, um, they said, hey, in six months, we intend to step down from our role as mm. directors. Well, in talking to my boss, when he told me that he was uh, selling the company, yeah, he said, "I don't want to do you wrong. I want to do you right. Yeah, I'm going to give you a six months severance pay." Okay, so just so, like, when my severance up. pay was ending, right, yeah. this position was going to be open. Yeah, so I did this residency with them, spent uh, spent a year or an internship rather, spent a year doing it. Threw my hat in the ring, mm-hmm. went through the whole process, and the rest they say is history. Yeah. Um, so I've been in my role for a year and a half with yeah. Basics as an organization. Um, and it's been it's been pretty pretty wild. It's been just unbelievably good, unbelievably challenging. But I know at the end of the day that you know I'm working for God, and yeah, <laughs> um, I'm I'm serving the serving God by serving the Greater Milwaukee area through my work at basics yeah right so yeah it's pretty cool i don't consider myself like i i know my official title is executive director yeah i like to think of myself as just the executive steward mm-hmm. um because the reality is it's not my ministry it's just my time with this ministry yeah and so so here i am and just going through green lights and seeing where god's gonna lead it yeah that's that's really cool i didn't realize the timing of how that all worked it's unbelievable that's... i could never never have orchestrated that on my own like when i needed that job to take classes yeah it was there and as soon as that my classes were done that job closed up yeah but i still got paid until this job came (laughs) along it was just unbelievable that is and uh i love to just you know hearing the whole thing from the point where you were like trying to disprove God and this existence of a a higher power that, that was involved in your wife's life to now being at this spot saying like, I couldn't have orchestrated it any more perfectly myself. Like it's gotta be God, right? Like that's, that's such a cool thing. And I think there's a lot of people out there that probably relate with that idea of like, I don't know that God exists. Yeah. So if you're sitting here with like a final thought for us, yeah. what what would you say to a person that's maybe where you were 
that's trying to disprove God or 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 questioning like is God real? Yeah, well, I I would start with with just the thought of looking at a at a historical Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's you can you can look at all kinds of things, but if if you try to say that the historical Jesus didn't exist, you're totally uh, dissuading yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, it's discrediting yourself yeah. is the word I was looking for. Yep. Um, Jesus existed. Yeah, and that's proven historically. Correct. Outside of the Bible. Outside, yes. Right? Yes. Right? Other historians that have written about him and so on and so forth. Now, my question that I would challenge is, even if you took away or denied the deity of Jesus, which I would never do, I'm not saying I am, Yeah. but if you did that and just looked at Jesus and his teachings, I question, what is it about Jesus's teachings that aren't worth following, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because, I mean, it was all about, I mean, the guy was... He loved people. He was a he was he turned the establishment on its head. He flipped the tables, right? Right. He said, Hey, you guys are doing it wrong. Uh, we need to love people. Yeah. And this is how we love people. Yeah. Right. And I, I would challenge anybody to tell me what about Jesus is not worth following. Even if you t- even if you denied the deity of it, right? Yeah. Which I would never do. But yeah. But if you did if you found yourself in that place, yeah. Yeah, ask this question. What would what would you say is not worth following? Yeah. What about him didn't you like? Yeah. I can't think of anything, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody other than maybe the the Pharisees could find something they didn't like about Jesus. Yeah, well, that's but because even then they, it, yeah, he challenged them, right? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah and I I think that uh ultimately what you're saying there is dig into it. Yeah. A little bit more. Like don't be afraid to Correct. to challenge it and to to really do some research. Oh, 100%. Dig into it, challenge it. Look at the historical evidence of it, right? Yeah. Um you know, I'm I'm not an apologist. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to out debate a scientist or have debates about the human eye or yeah. <laughs> you know, talk about the big bang theory or you know, you know all that stuff. I'm I'm the what is it the second law of thermodynamics and yeah. all, all those things that you hear apologists talk about yeah and anti-apologists are you are you just a regular guy is that what you're saying i'm just a regular dude yeah that has seen jesus work in my life yeah has seen god work in my life things that i could never have envisioned orchestrated or planned on my own yeah um um really if not for my encounter with jesus if not for Lucia's encounter with Jesus, I don't think we'd be married today. Mm. We wouldn't have four kids. We'd we'd have been one and done. Yeah, uh, living apart. Yep, and trying uh, to figure to, out co-parenting yeah, or it, something, sharing yeah, time and whatever. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. So I'll say this, Jesus. You know, we can have debates all day long about the existence of God, but you can't take away my story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My story is my story. Yeah. And that's exactly why we're doing this podcast, yeah. sharing one story a week. And uh, and I'm just so grateful to know a little bit more, or a lot more, yeah, of right. your story. So, Nick, thanks for being with us. My, and, my uh, pleasure. And I'm sure we'll have the opportunity to, to do this again in the future. Uh, for those of you listening, thanks for tuning in. And uh, make sure you tune in again next week when we continue our 52 series 
podcast episodes. Thank you so much. Talk to you then.